0: So, uh, as many of you will know, we are in a series through the book of Acts right now, looking really at how the early church lived out the mission of God, where they were, and what that then means for us uh, today and, you know, for us in our context here in 21st century in in Swindon and surrounding areas as well. And today we've arrived at Acts chapter 3. The words are going to come up on the screen in a couple of moments, but if you've got a Bible, maybe just want to turn to Acts 3. And this passage I find personally really deeply provoking and challenging, really, that as Peter and John are on their way uh, to the temple, there's this moment of kind of dramatic healing that takes place um, of a man with a chronic and lifelong condition. And I, I don't know about you, but one of the reasons I find this passage so challenging is that it, this isn't my normal lived reality, a normal lived experience day to day. And so, kind of, don't know quite what to do with a passage like this. Is this what's to be expected now? Is it not? How do I handle a passage like this? And, and so, sometimes we could just kind of move on to the next bit and go, Oh, we'll just carry on. But really, what's going on here and right the way through Acts is that the early church got hold of Jesus's manifesto. You can read about that in Luke chapter 4 and the Great Commission from Matthew 28 to go and proclaim good news to the poor, to bind up the broken hearted, to set the captives free, to see the blind uh, uh, have sight brought to them, if you like, to make disciples. And what's happening here in Acts 3, really, is that the breakout of God's kingdom results in dramatic healing and salvation of this one particular individual and we've got to be careful as we look at this passage not to put the early church on some kind of pedestal yes they live in a unique moment of the biblical storyline where the holy spirit is poured out on all men and women and there's this kind of pentecost moment and yes these disciples had walked with jesus for three years but 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 these disciples were ordinary men and women who had been transformed and empowered by an extraordinary God. These are ordinary men and women that have been changed by Jesus Christ and empowered by his Holy Spirit, and they had learned what it looked like to become like Jesus and to do what he did, and so naturally they lived with expectation and anticipation that the manifesto of Jesus, that the commission of Jesus would come about in and through them, and really what I want to want to do today is, is, as we look at this passage, for us to realize that each one of us is sent somewhere every single day to bring peace and righteousness, and justice, salvation, mercy, and hope into a broken world. And so the question that I want to explore today as we look at this passage is what does it look like for us as sent people empowered by the Holy Spirit to live like Jesus, to do what he did, thus seeing the kingdom of God breaking out everywhere and every day. So let's read uh, Acts chapter 3 verse 1 to 16. I'm reading from the ESV, now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, who they laid daily at the gate of the temple, that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms, or ask for money, of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And all the people saw him, recognized, uh, saw him walking and praising God, and recognized him as the one who had sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to them, to him. That's just like what happened in Acts chapter 2, verse 42 to 47. People were filled with awe and wonder. story unfolds that Peter and John are on their way somewhere that is really important to them going to the temple to pray was a key part of their of their lifestyle and they're, they're here going in the afternoon to go and pray at the temple and they're headed somewhere and they're they, you know they're, they're going somewhere and yet they pause and they stop that they see in this moment an opportunity to bring about the kingdom of god and to bestow honor and dignity and value onto a man that has been largely shunned and put down by the, by the world in verse 2 uh, it talks it says that the, the the people carried this man daily and it actually says they put him down which you know and then later on in verse 6 it talks about how the disciples raised him up which is actually really a picture of the kingdom of god that the world takes people that might be on the edge and vulnerable and puts them down but in the kingdom of God they're raised up to new life that where the world puts down and shuns the people of God raise up and point people to the hope in Jesus Christ and so they see this opportunity to bring about kingdom blessing to this man who has had this lifelong condition and I don't know about you but doesn't this sound just like Jesus? Jesus was so present to the moment. He was so aware of those around him. He was so tuned in to the opportunities to bring blessing and hope to people. How many times when you read the gospel stories, did Jesus pause what he was doing to love and embrace the one, especially the one who was in need or was vulnerable? Think of Jesus in Mark chapter one, when he's surrounded by the crowds yet he, he sees uh, Simon Peter's mother-in-law in need and he brings healing in that moment. Think of him engaging uh, the woman uh, with the alabaster oil. He's eating with the Pharisees and this woman comes in and he stops and he engages with her. Think of Jesus with the crowds and he spots Zacchaeus and he says, Zacchaeus, I want to come and eat with you. This is what Jesus did. He stopped and he was present with the one to bring hope and to bestow honor and blessing Onto those people. And what Jesus had modeled to the disciples, they are now enacting here in Acts chapter three. And this is what discipleship is living like Jesus. They had apprenticed under Jesus for three years and they were learning to adopt his ways of being and doing, being present to the moment, seeing kingdom opportunities everywhere, every day, and seeking to bring honor and dignity to those who society would put down. And I just wonder, for us, how in a fast-paced, tech-fueled world, so often do we live distracted and task-focused lives, which rob us of learning to be present and attentive to the moment, which rob us of pausing to be with the one and seeing kingdom opportunities wherever ever. We are. I don't know about you, but so often when I'm out and about, I will have my earphones in. I'll be on social media. I'm not attentive or attuned to what's happening around me and the opportunities that might be there. And actually, the, the disciples had got hold of what it meant to be present to the moment and to be attentive to the kingdom opportunities that were surrounding them everywhere, every. And I believe that's true for us even in lockdown and even more so when when this lockdown eases in the who knows when in the future, there are kingdom opportunities all around us, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, in our families. And it might well be an opportunity to pray for healing for somebody. It might be a moment to share our faith and the hope that we have in Jesus. It might be an opportunity to stand up for justice and righteousness, or a God prompt to bless somebody in need, or to stop and to listen and to be attentive to somebody who is struggling in your workplace or in your neighborhood. But what I think we can pick up the first bit from this passage really is what does it look like for has eyes to have eyes to see and ears to hear the opportunities that are all around us to bring blessing and life and hope and honour to those in the world who are living without hope. And I think this is what the disciples had learned from Jesus and they are now enacting right here in this passage that where the world had put this man down, the disciples saw this as an opportunity to raise this person up to new life but obviously this passage is more than just about being present to the moment what it also shows us is how the disciples had learned to live knowing the power and the authority they had in Jesus Christ you know peter and john don't give this man the one thing that he thinks he needs but they actually have the one thing he really does need they have a greater gift the gift of jesus Christ and through the power and the authority of Jesus Christ he is raised up both healed and saved he's you know he, he's, he's healed in the moment he literally stands up he's also salvation comes to him he's walking and leaping and praising God in the temple and so God brings new life to this person uh, through power and authority in this moment and this passage is one of power And Peter and John knew where this power came from. In verse six, when they pray for this man, they say, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he invokes the power and the presence of Jesus Christ. I love how in verse 12, he says, why do you stare at us? Why do you look at us as if by somehow it's our own power or our own holiness that this has been done? No, he points to the one where all power and authority comes from. And the power for God's kingdom breaking out, as verse 16 says, is his name. By faith in his name, the power available to Peter and John and to the early church is not from themselves. It's from and through the person of Jesus Christ. You know, if we're going to take the Bible seriously... And we're going to really live out the message of Christ, and we really do believe what Jesus Christ has accomplished, then we believe this, don't we? And this is what I believe is true. This is what Jesus has won for us. It says in Ephesians, he's far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. He's above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And that Colossians 2 says this, he disarmed the rulers and authorities, and he put them to open shame by triumphing over them. That's Colossians 2. Or well, this is how um, John Eldridge writes it in this fantastic book called Moving Mountains on Prayer. He says, all authority in the heavens, the spiritual realms, and all authority on this planet has been handed over to Jesus Christ. Think of the redemption That can now take place because of that one fact. Think of the redemption that can now take place because Jesus Christ is enthroned with all power and all authority, that He's disarmed the rulers and the powers and authorities, putting them to shame. And He's far above every ruler and He's the name above every other name. And scripture is clear that this authority that Jesus Christ has, has, He now gives to His followers to bring about his kingdom of peace, healing, salvation, justice, and righteousness here on earth as it is in heaven. And just like we saw earlier about how the disciples had learned to be present to the moment, As the disciples had been apprenticing and watching and learning from Jesus, they witnessed him bringing about the kingdom in the everyday. They were then commissioned to go and do likewise, and they knew the authority that had been bestowed upon them through Jesus Christ, and so they went and lived like it. They knew the kingdom of God was unfolding, and so they lived as sons and daughters of the king. And they went about full of expectation and anticipation of the power of God breaking out with them everywhere, every day with the opportunities that were surrounding them. They knew that the kingdom of God was was unfolding. They knew that one day Jesus is going to return to make all things new. Yet they lived with an understanding that the kingdom, uh, Jesus has authority and that his kingdom is reigning and ruling and the expectation that is to come in the here and now. I'm in no doubt that the same power is available to us today. We live with the same mission, the same manifesto, the same power and the same story as the early church. And so if we go back to this question that we asked at the beginning, what does it look like for us as sent people empowered by the Holy Spirit to live like Jesus, to do what he did, and to see the kingdom of God break out everywhere, every day? I think this passage gives us two powerful Kind of things which are a beautiful combination that work together of learning to be present in the moment and attentive to the needs of the world around us and living out an understanding of the power available in and through Jesus Christ that is now available to us to see people set free to bring healing salvation and reconciliation into the world around us And so I guess the call through this passage this morning is let us learn to be a people who are attentive and aware of the kingdom opportunities that exist to us everywhere, every day, allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us to these kingdom opportunities, asking God to give us ears to hear and eyes to see, having hearts of compassion that are ready to bless. And I believe these are all around us every single day. And then as these kingdom opportunities arise understanding and grasping more fully the power and the authority that is available through Jesus to us to see the kingdom of heaven breaking out in the here and now. And I think for me personally, one of the things I've really learned through lockdown is learning to be more present to the moment and understanding and being more attentive. But I feel really provoked through this passage about learning to grasp hold of the power and the authority that is available to me through Jesus Christ to see his kingdom breaking out and so I guess the call and the invitation to us as we go about our daily lives this week is let's not just be hearers but doers of the word let's ask God that he would highlight men and women that we encounter in the day in day to day in whatever that looks like or maybe even through phone calls or through online connections to have eyes and ears to hear and see the opportunities that are around us and then to grasp hold of the power and the authority in us that will bring kingdom blessing and life. And we don't, we don't have to strive to this. We don't have to put pressure on ourselves. Remember, this is the, the power is only Jesus Christ. It's not our power. We don't have to do this to earn God's favor. That has already happened. His favor is already upon us. But this is just part of what it looks like, I believe, for us to learn to become a people who live like Jesus, do what Jesus did everywhere, every day, and I think that's what the early church got hold of. I think that's what Acts chapter 3 is showing us here. They got hold of what it meant to bring about the kingdom of heaven, wherever they went, whatever situations arose. And so I just want to invite us and encourage us that, to allow this passage just to stir our hearts, to be people who are attentive to the moments, asking God to show us people to bless, and then grasping more fully the authority that is already ours through Jesus Christ. And let's see how God uses us in the everywhere, in the everyday, to bring about his kingdom of power, his kingdom of peace, of healing, of reconciliation, of justice, and of salvation. Amen. So I just really want to, as we just come to a close, I guess, into that, I just want to pray over us, really, two things. I guess I want to pray that God would help us to grab hold of this kind of passage that we would learn to be attentive and present to the moment. And also that we would learn to um, understand the power that is available to us. And I would really like to pray um, for people who need healing this morning. And maybe the best way to do that is if that's you, you can hang on at the end of the Zoom call. And there'll be a prayer team available to you who would love just to spend some time ministering to you and praying. We believe that God is a God who heals and he heals today. And so if you'd like prayer for healing anything this morning, I'd love to encourage and invite you just to stay on the call. And we'd love to have um, numbers of people across the church just praying for you and just understanding this authority of seeing the kingdom of God breaking out in your life um, right now. So let me just pray over us as God's people. Jesus... I want to thank you for what you modelled to us when you walked this earth, that you modelled to us what it looked like to bestow honour onto those who are vulnerable and those in need. You you, you showed us what it was like, Jesus, to, to stop what you were doing and to be uh, aware and to bring blessing to the ones and the twos that were surrounded by you and that you brought the kingdom of heaven or to those lives we think of Zacchaeus we think of that woman we think of the woman at the well Lord Jesus we think of Peter's mother-in-law we think of story after story of where you Jesus stopped and were paused and were present to the moment and you knew the power that you had to bring about blessing and wholeness and healing and I thank you for the message that the early church got hold of and I pray over us right now Lord that some two thousand years later we too would be a people who read the gospel stories and say jesus i want to do what you did and to live like you did we will we will read the message of acts through the lens of Actually, what they got hold of was what Jesus did. And I want to pray that we would do the same, Lord, not to earn your favor, Lord, not to try and please you, Lord, not to try and put pressure on ourselves, but through the Holy Spirit, through the power that has already been invested into us, Lord Jesus, that you would help us to be aware of the opportunities to bring your blessing around us and to grasp hold afresh, Lord, of the power and the authority that is that is in us through Jesus Christ, who is far above every rule and power and authority and above every name that is named. Lord, we bless one another today. That we pray that we would be those who are sent into every part of this great town and further afield, into, into schools and into hospitals and into workplace settings and into our neighbourhoods to go and bring light and healing and salvation and reconciliation and your kingdom. Lord Jesus, we pray. We thank you for sending us and we thank you for not just sending us, but equipping us with the power, Lord, and the authority through your name. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.